0: straight away so hello welcome to hashtag square Bast, uh the old world warhammer podcast the road to the old world i'm joined by mr val heffelfinger hello val
1: hello rob long time no chat in front of people
0: heartbreak is how i feel about it because as i said to you just off air a moment ago i only want to sit and talk with you about old world for maybe four to 14 hours
1: well um, maybe you could maybe you could tell fucking miniac to like wash his hands so they're not so sticky and <laughs> leaking all over the place it's well, wild man it's you wild were just, you were inundated with, with 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 some with some stuff so i had to respect that i had to i didn't want to but i did
0: i appreciate you respecting that as well because that, that, that video did really well It nearly hit the 20k mark which was fun
1: a lot of hey, yeah, man that's getting de rigueur for you bud you're, you're slumming it down here in the new old world podcast
0: the new old, podcast podcast new old world podcast is Has easily one of my no easy one of my favorite shows fuck off i would absolutely adore to spend the next four hours with you talking old world i think all we've really got time for is talk about the dev diary but okay. next week chat podcast listeners youtube guys me and val thursday 11 a.m i think we've confirmed that now is uh,
1: yeah yeah because bst happens on sunday so yeah i can do the early i can do the early shift
0: we're doing chaos dwarfs which i am and and i think how prepped are you because i feel like you're very prepped
1: well i've been i've been marinating on this little puppy right here <laughs> hold this, it up uh, tamra khan
0: this, to this the faces. little this little
1: faux leather beauty is that a soft uh, touch book is it i mean it's it's a it's a it's a definitely a uh, what's the word i'm looking for um I don't know. It's got a limited edition feel to it. I don't. <laughs> it's a Forge World book, man. Like this is—you don't get this shit anymore. It's beautiful.
0: I got a follow-up question, uh, kind of like—I uh, I wonder what you thought about this. So, anyone who doesn't know, uh, Forge World, although now known as SDS Specialist Design Studio, Specialist Design Studio. For- forge World's actually been retired internally. Interesting little uh, update for you, Val.
1: Have you told the micro site? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Do we own SDS as a micro site? Yeah, that's got to uh-huh. be cheap. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, the um, sorry, you were about to tell me something about SDS.
0: I was about when I was about to tell the the, the listeners uh, that Forge World make uh, books, obviously, for a lot of their game systems. Warhammer Fantasy Battles specifically. The book vouchers held up, Tamra Khan. Uh, was a much more expensive than your traditional army book codex book. Much thicker, much broader, um, much nicer paper. So just the the production value much higher. Um, The content's, I think, also excellent as well. Maybe some of the best content available. Uh, So then my follow-up question was going to be to you and also the audience. See, getting that engagement. That's what I'm doing. Getting that engagement. I like Uh, it. Building it, building it. Um, When Old World does come out, Right. Are you wanting it to follow the the Age of Sigmar, 40k cheap, cheap production, very still high cost kind of books that they do for 40k, or do you want it to be the much more expensive, fancy, gilded page kind of like Forge World SDS book? How are you feeling?
1: The thing I'm feeling, and I'm and this might be wishful thinking, is that it feels like Horace Heresy, and Uh, the old world might be something that they have, like, created for the old heads. So, like, the people who want their, like, fancy books and they want their, like, lore-driven stuff, they don't want a lot of updates. I don't know who that is, but anyway. (laughs) Um, Slower pace, sort of nice plotting, very much rooted in nostalgia for a a bygone time, perhaps the Bush administration. Um, Simpler times.
0: I have a... so, now people won't know this because this is a 40k adjacent show thing mm. uh obviously we're, <laughs> we're very bush administration uh heavy but i have an amazing video to send you about that that i watched last night like three hour deep dive as i couldn't sleep is um, it called
1: loose change because i've seen it
0: no it's <laughs> <laughs> anyway, i think it's titled something along the lines of how are these all these people not in jail uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, That's a
1: fun game with the Bush administration. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll send you that later. Um, but yeah, so you're thinking that this is this is definitely geared towards a different audience than maybe your trad. I guess we're calling 40k modern game design game.
1: Mm mm mm-hmm, mm mm hmm mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so, are you are you did you pick a lane? Did you want the smaller codexes or did you want the big plump books?
1: I think I want the so one thing that I do enjoy about the plump book approach is that it tends to favor a a little bit of something for everybody approach to releases. So Horus Heresy, although, and I don't know this, but like when they used to do the old uh, the old book releases on Horus Heresy, if I recall correctly, each book would have a new legion or like faction in it, but there would also be shit for other people. Maybe there would be units that other people could use, and like that kind of stuff. And so sort of as it dripped out, like. Yeah, maybe one unit one because the problem is you get like this like asymmetrical development, right? Where like, you know, each book kind of comes out on its own. And that's one of the things that killed Warhammer fantasy to start with is that you had these very big differences over a long period of time between the power level of of the books. Um, So if it were like a quarterly release thing where, you know, each quarter everybody gets a little bit of something, something, Uh, maybe it's a nice, fancy book. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe it's some rules released somewhere. Uh, that'd be great. But I can't see... I mean, if 40K barely, ha- like, hasn't even gotten off the ground yet with, a, you know, an app-driven model. Um, and we don't know what that looks like yet, you know. We don't know, are, are, we, are we subbing for regular rules updates? It seems like they suggested codexes are different now in the reveal from Adepticon. It seems like they might be moving towards a more sort of modern sort of living rule set you know, centralized games design. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. I don't don't know Uh, either.
0: I I have some thoughts on this, but like, yeah.
1: But, you know, for as far as Old World is concerned, I'm assuming it's a small team, maybe just one guy with a chat GPT sub for 20 bucks a month. (laughs) Uh, Definitely got that chat
0: GPT sub.
1: And and, uh, by the way, I can't believe that costs $20. That just is such a slap. That just tells you the value of consciousness. It's 20 bucks a month, everybody. (laughs) uh <laughs> if you want to subscribe to consciousness
0: 20 bucks 20 dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: uh anyway um yeah so anyway i think i think it'll be probably a slow drip if we look at models like necromunda like how Horace heresy's been handled you'll see a lot of support it'll come out in uh in in sort of little, little spigots of it though um and it'll be very dense every time it drops that would be my guess
0: yeah i uh, i'm i'm quite excited about it uh, on the 40k thing just as an fyi i thought about this a lot recently uh, 40k uh, for all and ninth edition has sold like we could talk about too many stratagems too and else, has sold phenomenally well and each and every single one of the metrics for how well it's going is up event attendance sales online media conversation about it up 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 so like mm-hmm. I think that the, the the this I know we we, should, we could do this for a whole a whole other thing on another show, but I feel like as someone who's like looked at and been part of their marketing process, I was like, that's the same game like they're like, no, we've actually moved the rules from underneath to on the side, and also there's a new number, and you're like, right, okay, but strength and toughness is still there, like they said less stratagems, but not no stratagems. I'm like this is just the same like I think it's the same. Like, there's just a lot of bells and whistles on it being... Because why would you upset the Apple car on an absolute thunderingly, like, good time? Like, according to the audience.
1: Well, uh, because they make their decisions based on a meta of three years ago, right? So, like, I mean, whatever this is, is a development cycle that's been going for a while. And um, perhaps they felt like, uh, you know, they whatever their customer survey told them, when they, uh, you know, when they started developing this, and maybe it was in the dear of ninth edition when they were really drip feeding us extra uh, books. They weren't supporting those books with errata and FAQs, and everyone was very pissed. Uh, and the meta was very tilted. Even the casual meta was super tilted. If you happen to have a friend who played Drukari, or if you had a friend who played Admac, or any of the bugaboos, um, you know, perhaps that was the time where they made their design philosophy choices. Um, or, you know, or, or, or maybe not maybe they just wanted to hit a, a reset button uh, to try and, and answer some of the critics about you know the style and game design of it um, I know that like the systematically what I'm looking for from 10th edition systematically is is are they addressing um, you know the scale of points so like are they gonna address the fact that you know there's not a lot of weight way- <laughs> if you change a model that is worth 10 points by one point it's a 10% swing do they understand that? Um, because, you know, I think the base, the base level of, of, of models needs to go up. So a guardsman shouldn't be 10 points or whatever. It should be 100 points. You need granularity there. Um, and then are they going to stop with the incremental releases where someone gets everything every month instead of everyone gets a little bit of something over a little period of time, which seems to be the way the GTE model works. The GT model seems to work that way where they're releasing every six months. A new rule set that benefits or, or disadvantages everyone equally. Um, there's no reason why they couldn't approach their rules releases, models releases uh, like that too.
0: Okay, interesting. All right. Okay. Well, listen. Let's not spend too long on the 40k because I'm like, I like, uh, I'm in on the old world. So fuck, fuck well, the space boys. Well, right? this is the
1: thing, right? Like, just to just to wrap it up a little bit here. Like, I think a lot of that stuff is thi- are things that I pined for when I was like hardcore into, uh, you know, competitive tournaments. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 competitive tournament specifically. I don't really care that much about that world right now. Maybe maybe that changes in the future, but right now I don't really care. Uh, I am, however, uh, in love with the old world and its old world ways, as a famous Canadian poet once said. So <laughs> I, um, I I just that's just where my head's at. And, and from that perspective, you know, no matter what is released, like if we just get a box set with some cool new minis and it's got the shittiest rule set ever, we got. Warhammer Armies Project and 8th Edition to fall back on. Like, there's no harm here. Like, there's literally no way. It is impossible. Like, I, I think this was one of our prediction questions. Will they fuck it up? Is there? Is it possible for them to fuck it up is, I think, where we got to. And I don't think there is. Because the worst-case scenario is, like, people are invigorated to play fantasy in some format. And if it really sucks in the core format, then there's others that we can play. And that's fun. Yeah,
0: it's a good question from Tristan in the chat. Um, which I think, like, I'd like to like put a pin in. Uh, should we be looking at how Thirty K is a dead game as a cautionary tale for the old world? And I, is I, it? And I, I was, th- I was, th- I was th- talking about this at lunch with Nick. Thirty um, uh, K as like a as like a, a tournament game system, I think, is definitely like dead on its heels. Oh, never um, was, yeah, but okay like yeah and, like, and it always has been um but at one point it was wildly popular but that's because 40k wasn't good so quite yes. right, interesting um for me screw you, you...
1: games workshop i'm gonna go pay your play your more expensive game
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah with more money with yeah. more money yeah yeah vote with your wallet <laughs> uh but with old world uh absolutely no shot because i like i like because i'm gonna talk about it literally every week like it can't possibly ever be dead because like all you need to do is have someone involved in the community who's excited about producing stuff about the thing and immediately that ups its efficacy like that's how I really do feel about it like I've been looking at a lot of different game systems and I've been looking like the community leaders for those game systems over the past like few months um and let's just say like there's a couple of game systems I'm not gonna name which ones where you don't really want to jump feet first because then you think right who is the biggest youtuber on this game system and then you think I am not hanging out with that guy (laughs) <laughs> they are not cool. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm super into Old World. I think Old World will be massive, um, and I think even if it's not massive, we here at least will build a thriving community of people who can be involved in it because I'm going to be involved in it because it's it's thrilling. Let's talk about. Should we talk about the uh, the update article? Um,
1: hey man, it was it was a while ago. I've already forgotten most of it. I think we saw some arms, and some yeah, heads. yeah. All so right, got, here we go.
0: So we got the development diary, and this is actually yep. pretty exciting. This is the um, first
1: model sighting.
0: This is this is some of the yeah the first model site and stuff, uh, but also like there's some big news in here which answers some of our questions which we did on the prediction show. So uh, development diary, um, old world development diary. Also, can we talk about the frequency of these development diaries is increasing?
1: I know, p, yeah. Uh,
0: which means it's getting closer, gang. It's so
1: closer. Re- to review, review. I believe I believe you called September and I called October because you said September first. But so now we're Q, now we're set on Q- November. Two yeah pardon
0: now we're set on november
1: you think it's november
0: 100p like i'll start november i'll start doing cash bets on a hundred on that taking some bets all right on
1: November. yeah i remember i heard about i don't know man i heard about uh some orc buggies for a lot longer than the uh...
0: (laughs) got it though (laughs) it took a fucking while you were right you
1: were right eventually you were right eventually but it did take a little
0: while yeah uh okay Maybe it's November next year. Uh, right, okay, so Old World Development are revealing the weapons of war. Uh, in today's article, we've visiting the armories of the Old World and giving you a first look at the weapons and war gear that can be found The brand-new plastic kits coming from the Kingdom of bretonia and Tomb Kings of Kenry uh, Kenry on guard. So that's the first bit. They're plastic kits. Yeah. So that's huge, right?
1: Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm blasé about it because obviously they're plastic kits. Like... Like yes, yeah. There I was mean, a like, concern yes. it was going to be forge world resin. Yeah. Yes, but how, many for, how much forge world resin is being produced these days? Um, and like man, you know, it's probably going to be 3D printed resin soon. So like, um, you know, yeah. I, I think I think you look at what what this unit has been doing, the specialist design studio, um, and they've been S-D-S-S- producing sick plastic kits. Necromunda, Horus Heresy. That game, um, other games. <laughs> Everything <laughs> they do is in plastic.
0: Other things. <laughs> other
1: things. Everything they do is in plastic. So yeah, I'm so happy to see that they are also doing this and not. I guess there is an alternate reality where they just re-release the old stuff. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see that we were we are vindicated on this point.
0: Yes. I uh, So I thought they were going to re-release old stuff. So like that's kind of. will. That they will, but like I thought, they weren't going to update them at all. This looked like they're going to update them. Uh, yes. So now, then we got the first pictures. First set is a bunch of Bretonian like uh, helmets. I know you're trying shoes. to
1: move forward. Can we just can we just marinate in one little subsection oh, yeah, please, sector of this, which is Cities of Sigmar thing happening? So Cities of Sigmar is was released as autumn. They have their own specific, unique, and designed miniatures, right? Yes. My thought on this is, does that. Basically, they're doing that to free up four different ranges to be re-released. So that, to me, says that the Empire, the Dwarves, the High Elves, and the Dark Elves, all of which have reasonably new-ish plastic kits that could, that could pass, um, will just get fully removed from AoS. So those guys are no longer involved at all. They get reboxed and re-released their full full lineups as so they were. I,
0: so I have this picture, actually, uh, that's been uh, leaked, or I'm not sure. So let me let me take a moment. This is current. I should have forwarded to, this to you earlier. I'm sorry. Breaking um, news.
1: Breaking news. Breaking news. Brrr, I won't be able to get it a...
0: up on the screen. Uh, so these are things that are staying on the shelf in Age of Sigmar from Cities of Sigmar. Uh, so Dreadlord on Black Dragon, Sorceress on Black Dragon. Uh, assassin, Black Art, Fleetmaster, Rune Lord, Sorceress, Warden King, uh, and then it's Bleak Swords, Dark Shards, Dread Spears, Iron Breakers, Longbeards, and then Black Art Courses, Black Guard, Dark Riders, Drakespawn Chariots, Drakespawn Knights, Hammerers, Iron Drakes, War Hydra, Cryptids. So basically, Dark Elves and Dispossessed Dwarfs, uh, so old, old dwarfs, are yeah. staying in Age of Sigmar, but the Wood Elves are vanishing um, from Age of Sigmar. They're off, so I assume they're going into Old World. Um, uh some of, off, some of the high elf some of the high elf stuff is vanishing i assume that's going into old world as well all um, of the
1: empire stuff none of the alters are there. and
0: all of the empire stuff is going uh because they're going to obviously redo the cities of sigmar um so they won't need that maybe that'll go uh into uh like maybe that'll go into forge world uh sorry SDS stuff or maybe they're just going to be they're like cool we're retiring the empire we're going to do a new Empire scopes. It kind of makes sense why they would do new Empire sculpts, like because it's a different time period. Uh, there's different lore and stuff going on, and also sell us new models.
1: Like, and those core troops are like that. The those core troops are certainly some of the oldest ones. Um, like the Empire, I, I just mean they pass, but man, those halberdiers they stink um, from just opposing situ like just the way they're posed and stuff.
0: So um... like pistoliers. I love pistol Nah, No, not the horse. The horse looks awful.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Well, the, look, all that stuff can be – look, I, what I was saying is, like, they don't – I don't know. I Actually, I don't find them awful. I think they pass. I, like, when I look at them, I oh, don't really? think they're as derpy as – like, when I look at old 4th edition stuff, like 5th edition, 4th edition stuff, the stuff that, like, is old Hammer that, like, people get really, like, misty-eyed and, like, nostalgic for, I don't. Like, I just – I like stuff that looks, I think, somewhat good. And that generally speaking corresponds to me with the era of CAD design, which is probably, you know, turn of the century ish. So like the, um, that's, and that also corresponds to when I was most into Warhammer. So that makes sense too. Um, As a kid. So yeah, I'm, so essentially the only thing I pull from what you just said is actually that um, (laughs) I don't think it, I, I don't think the whether or not something is present in Cities of Sigmar has any import on whether or not they'll be present in Old World then. So, so my theory is completely blown up.
0: I have a theory right now, like so this is my, this is my current working theory. Um either something is re- like if something is either replaced, like for instance I don't think the lizard men will be in old world because right now they're only just releasing the seraphon models in Age of Sigmar. So I right. think what they'll do is they'll wait until seraphon gets um uh, and this is for all the Scalies in the chat, which is all of them, um, Seraphon gets all of its new model ranges, and then the Old World team look at those models and they think, right, where does Lizardmen sit against that? Like, like we won't see Skaven in Old World, I assume, or we will, like, because they're going to look at Skaven and they think, right, there's probably plans for Skaven to get resculpted in Age of Sigmar in the next three to six years. So they'll be like, we're going to wait to see what you do with Skaven then we'll strategize what we'll do with Skaven. If not, we're going to just take those models directly or we're going to do our own version of Skaven. It's kind of where I think maybe it'll be at. uh, Initially, I thought maybe there'll be like a war, but it's probably more like, do you know what? You're re-envisioning in it. What do we think that looks like and can we incorporate it? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, I I feel what you're saying, but they have already painted themselves in the corner by stating up front that that you'll be able to use anything that you got. So, like, your old models will be able to be used is, like, a blanket statement that they've made. So, do I would trust, hope we trust that them they... Do on that? Well, I, that's a pretty bold proclamation. And, like, we... Like, in the sense that if you renege on that, then you, you're you going to really immediately shit the bed on launch. Like, right? Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. for me, I think there's going to have to be some sort of whatever that... whatever the Whatever was available to play in 8th edition, there's got to be some sort of counts as or like you can use these generic rules for the time being index style stuff or legend style stuff um to as a holdover as they work their way through the old world and whatever that looks like but i would think that there'd be something that, that'd that be almost like setting agnostic generic rules like legend style rules for everything that existed this is my hope not not anything i know and then on top of that um as they re-release stuff you get things because yeah, several specifically are really fascinating to me because, and you just saw this too with the Terminators that got got announced for for 40K. Uh, for 40k. So the Terminators, so Primaris Marines in general, yeah, the Gravis, the Phobos, and the Primaris Tactical guys, whatever the fuck they are, I guess they're um, I can't remember. Doesn't matter. But they basically they had analogs to the previous style models. So they but they were redesigns, right? The Repulsor is not a Land Raider, and it's not a Rhino. You know, it's its own sort of thing, but it's it's ish. It's of that thing, right? It's inspired by, but they were evolutions of those designs. When you look at the new Terminator, they just they just announced it is literally just it's the same derpy um, fucking um. This is, well, same derpy uh, proportions. So like, if you were to try and figure out how does a person actually fit in that suit of armor, it's awkward as hell because it's 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 derpy. All they did was resize it. They made it bigger um they scaled it a little bit larger that's all that they did and the seraphon they're in a lot of ways just sort of embiggened lizard men like they are beautiful but they are one-to-one the model range that existed being made larger and brought into a modern design design philosophy kind of like primaris were but it's still one-to-one like there's like almost I, I, are there any net new units really yeah in the yeah there's,
0: there's there's skink this skink-riding, uh, uh, skink-riding, uh, like, cavalry. So, like, a light skink-cav. Previously and existed. Oh, did it previously exist for Lizardmen? They...
1: Yeah, they were well. They were a uh, they were a uh, Dogs of War um, unit, at least, and maybe a fifth edition unit as well.
0: Okay, well that's fantastic. Uh, and then there's there's an alternate croxagore. There's like a dual kit Croxagor. So there's a croxagore, then there's like a slightly different Croxagore. So there's like a there's a kind of a thing there. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like it is a one for one. So that's a good point. Um, uh, and like and, and and ultimately, like the conversation we're having now is just a conversation. I wish that they just clarify. That would be cool. Like, that would be cool. Yeah, like, like a roadmap? Yeah. Like, like yeah, a yeah. roadmap. Like, that would be yeah. fun. Just clarify that a little bit. Because also, I think that that would get people hype. If they were like, by the way, in the future, there's going to be scaven get hype. They're, that's all you need. That's all right. you'd need. But they have right. clarified what some stuff we are going to get. So, should we talk about it? Um,
1: I guess if you want,
0: sure. <laughs> Although, I'm going to
1: quickly say Provoke Trees, uh, who's in chat. Uh, you asked uh, about surely some stuff doesn't exist in the new timeline. We extensively delve into that, I believe, in our second episode, first yeah, episode. Yeah. If episode. you go back, uh, but to answer real quick, um, uh, Steam Tanks do exist uh, in the old world time frame. Um, it is after Leonardo DiMorangelo or whatever the hell his name was. And uh, I would assume Gyrocopter's similar boat. Okay, let's move on.
0: All right, perfect, perfect. All right, so uh, plastic kits, we're, we're in love with that. Also, because it's like 25% cheaper immediately as a game system. Like an immediate, like, the, that's that's an incredible line. That's like, the whole game system is 25% cheaper than it could have been. Fantastic. Like, I don't know what that, even more if you live in the colonies.
1: I mean, the, the cost of these kits is a function of whatever they decide to charge for them. So uh, <laughs> No, but I the cost to
0: us, like, is 25% cheaper.
1: It, assuming that they keep that pricing model, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's true. They might they know.
1: might make the, this this might still be a premium price pricing model, and the, that's that's the way it is. But I have no idea, man. I'm I'd like that's I'm just true. being. But look, each one of these things costs a nickel to produce. You know, yeah. once 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 the design is done, once the tooling's done, once the once the box is made. That's why all the like conspiracy theories about like, well, oh, they have warehouses of unsold stuff. I'm like, they're not warehousing shit. They're <laughs> fucking throwing it in the recycling bin.
0: Oh yeah, it's getting they, shredded. Yeah, shredded. Like so,
1: like so, like the the unit cost of a box of minis is plastic pellets and cardboard so like these things are cheap as hell so whatever they want to charge for it is what they decide it's worth charging for it hopefully that number is lower than higher of course
0: yeah agreed um i right, don't know so why
1: i crucified you over that comment it no, it's okay very
0: i understand like yeah i was just basically saying it's not forged or resin so it's 25 percent cheaper that's what I, I get you i get you. uh okay so uh th- we get to see some bretonian stuff um, so we're pretty set that, are, that the launch box, the FOMA box will be Bretonnia versus Tomb Kings because that's all they keep fucking talking about. So like, it seems very obvious that's what we're being prepped for. Um, and then what do you, what does everyone think? What's the chat think? What do YouTube people think? What does everyone think about this set of stuff? Uh, we've got three new head sculpts and we've got three shields. And i got to say, I'm 100% in on a Bretonnian army. You've got me by the short and curlies. There's no way I'm not doing a Bretonian army. This is where I'm at, Val. I'm doing a Bretonian army. I'm doing a Chaos Dwarf army. And then there's a swing vote on an army so far. But that's where I'm at. That's where okay. I'm at. But Bretonian, one hundred percent. Yeah? Like one hundred percent. So what do you think about the the sculpts?
1: Well, um, I again I don't remember the articles. So I don't know what's coming, but my first thought is those shields don't have any texture on them. So uh, I'm negative, wondering, sorry, are we negative getting space? Yes, yeah, so it's negative space. So that makes me think about them horsies because I like lines that I can fill in. And I think one of the biggest criticisms of Bretonians previously was that they were really hard to paint. Uh, and they were hard to paint because you actually had to have painting skill to do them because you needed to be able to like paint a straight line and shit if you want to do heraldry and stuff. Fun. You could do big blocks of colors or whatever, but it was it was harder. Uh, it, the The model didn't decide for you uh, a lot of things, so I'm hopeful that maybe we get some, you know, plastic bits that you can put onto those shields, so that way, you know, it's not it's not like a transfer or something like that.
0: Well, I mean, number one, the the three D print market, you'll be able to print a whole bunch of fleur de lis or whatever you want in there, uh, like absolutely. Uh, thanks, H-, H G M Kenny for resubscribing. Super great guy. Uh, thanks very much. Um, uh, I would say that like uh, the people that are producing this game, uh, the uh, I want to say uh, finely aged gentlemen in SDS Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, um, who are producing a game that is not based on modern game design. You know, it is like going to be a rehash of some of the one of the older game systems. Um, Like, are no way do they not think that you painting your army with your own, like, they're like, get good scrub. There's no way that that isn't their methodology or mentality. They've not printed designed this and thought, how do we make this easy for the consumer they're like, "You need to go watch like they want they want you to go to like the local game store and hang out and learn how to do all sorts of like painting here uh, like they're like what you don't have an art degree <laughs> like yeah. oh wait you didn't sculpt your own print <laughs> uh, to paint it on like come on, you're a child that's that's their mentality in my opinion so I think that's what I think that's what we're Here's looking
1: at. Here's 1,000 decals.
0: <laughs> good <laughs> yeah, luck. Yeah, made in metal. Just clip them yes. off and stick yes. them brass,
1: on. This is actually brass etching. Good luck. <laughs>
0: yeah. And all, yeah. Good luck and fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of where I think that they'll they'll uh, be. Um, so like, are you in on these? Uh, what armies do you want to collect? Probably all. But.
1: <laughs> well, actually. Um, I think, uh, of the ones that I've held off on r- that I'm interested in, uh, in any way, shape or form it's tomb Kings. So I have not, I've, I've really? been close, but never pulled the trigger on any tomb King models whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, me and me and tech Priest sticky or, or I'll go have have these, I'll keep, uh, I'll keep the tomb Kings and he can have his beloved Bretonians back. Amazing. Um, I did pull, I pulled the trigger for example, on some Bretonians. So I have a used. Britonian's army by an old gw employee um oh, nice. uh, and uh but the reason i like value that is like i don't care what, how nice the sculpts are those ones are painted <laughs> you know so like that's for me I, I just love painted minis so if i if i come across a reasonably priced army i i will usually pick it up um but i haven't done that for tomb Kings. so if there was one that i'd be excited for for tomb kings it would be, it would be tomb kings because they're cool oh. as hell
0: well, let's go look at those. let's go look at those things. So, um, let's just. We get nothing this.
1: else for Bretonians? I thought there was some just arms or something.
0: Uh, there's some weapons. So I'll just read the next bit. Uh, Fresh from the Forges, of a fair Bretonia Come new helmet, weapons, and shields. By the way, just worth pointing out that every time we've seen them with a 3D render, uh, they've shown us a 3D render for a sculpt. That means that these are already fully painted and inside codexes. We saw the renders for. Um, uh, the World Eaters, and then we got the World Eater book uh, codex leak literally the week after, um, right. where they were in the book fully painted, and the book had <laughs> been the book had been printed and produced. Similarly, the Cities of Sigmar renders that we saw only a few months ago, um, we now know the book is done um, and uh, available for launch. So that means that everything's printed, ready to go, and, and sorted. Uh, so just worth noting Uh, Bretonian knights commonly adorn their helmets with uh, creatures that appear on their family heraldry or those they believe they share a personality trait with a knight famed for being stubborn in the face of adversity might sport a horned ball, while a noble renowned for the love of hunting mate embellish their helm with a pair of antlers these large helmets feature just a small section of the fantastical birds and beasts you'll see with the Bretonian marches to war Uh, that's pretty cool Um, and then uh, there's a couple of things I want to say about the weapons here Val which I'm actually very 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 excited about Go Number ahead. one, can we just look at how that connects to the body, or like the connection piece is just a flat, smooth shoulder joint? That pretty is pretty old school, isn't it? Pretty old school, and absolutely, like that's really exciting. No, we've cut it at the navel in a in a weird like like acid trip level of cut up to the shoulder pad, like, it's just, yeah. you know what I mean, and you can never build them. That's, that's perfect. In my opinion. That's my great. question
1: is, are we buying it? Well, there's no reason why you couldn't have a, an entire like CAD model designed in CAD and then chop off the arms so that you can present them like this. But then when you chop them up to make oh, them into the sprue, yeah, that's a sprue, they're very point. different.
0: However, that's yeah, this is point.
1: This is pretty old school, and who knows how the body—like maybe the bodies will wind up being like the torso and like half his dick and like his chin is one piece, and then like his right butt cheek and like the down to his calf is another piece. Like that, the rest of it could all be really weird, and then the arms could give you some modularity. Maybe the other ones a lance. So yeah, totally possible that this is something that just plugs on, Um, but uh, be unusual in their in their game design style. Another interesting. Like these look like to me that they're they look like they're cavalry arms as well. People have been speculating are these like foot, um, you know, foot knights maybe? But the way they're being held out, it feels like a uh, you know someone getting ready to like like charge in on a horse, getting ready to like slash down. So I feel good about these guys.
0: I feel good about these guys. I mean, they haven't shown us the lances, which feels uh, very common, um, like as a thing to maybe show for Britonia. This is just the hand weapons, um, uh, but. Uh, like uh they look cool uh, I think the big thing there is the excitement um the fact that there's uh, you're right uh, now I'm kind of like a bit a bit you put a bit of bit of rain on my fire a bit of goo on my shine um that the uh, that they might not come out that way but I really hope they come out of the way because they look fantastic hey
1: you you seem to have a deeper insight into uh what this means so like I don't know like think about previous times they've done renders did they come out as those parts or did they get remixed somehow later on I don't know
0: that's a really great question. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. So I will by tomorrow know that information because um, that's a little bit. But they have they have shown these CAD things, which has been fun uh, uh-huh. before. Uh-huh. Right. To carry on with the article, uh, the fleur-de-lis is a common symbol and features prominently upon metallic trim of these shields. The fleur de L- Oh, no, I suppose it's all based on real-world stuff. So that's no point in that question. Uh, there is also plenty of room on the shield face to display the heraldry of whichever high-ranking noble your knights have pledged to. So it doesn't say whether or not they'll provide something for that. While the sword and lance are preferred arms of the nobility, some knights, especially those from Breon, prefer the uh, head-hewing potential of a battle axe. For the more traditional mindy knight, however, there is a swath of sword options, each with the classic Bretonian icono- iconography on the crossguard or pommel. Um, uh, like, there we go. And then we're moving to your boys, the Tomb Kangs. GKs. The that. Tomb Kangs. Uh, and here we see a variety of different, uh, we've got, uh, these dates. we've got a very intricate shield, uh, we've got like a banner, we've got some lances, uh, we've got some flails, and then we've got some, uh, little assortment bugs.
1: Now, if we, if we, if we scroll down there a little bit, if yeah. we could, uh, are those, like, to the spirit, to the, to the weapons. Now, those to me, they feel like two-handed weapons. Like, especially the middle two there. Like, so one's look, one looks like a a very long... How's that guy holding that? Uh, That seems, seems like the banner bearer is very tall. Am I crazy about this?
0: Could just be stood on a tactical rock.
1: He could be on a rock. Um, Do we think that this feels like Tomb Guard to me is what I'm trying to get to. Like, those those look like heavy two-headed weapons.
0: Oh, interesting. Two. I think that this is a variety of kits. I think everything yeah. we're seeing here is like a variety of things. Um, like, uh, and what's it? Well, interestingly, they're all definitely, unless they've rescaled them down, they've all got the same hand. So it's like, it's going to be a skeleton warrior of some kind, whether that be Tomb Guard, whether that be skeleton warriors, like it's like, uh, whether that be some elite other unit there, it looks like they're all the same size hand. So there's not like, we're not seeing like an ushpati weapon or something. Is that, have I said that right? Ushpati, Ush, Ushdabi? Ushdabi? Yeah. Ushtabi. Ushtabi. Uh yeah. Are we seeing Tomb Princes? That's a good point, Tristan, in the chat. Um uh like so yeah, oh it's not a banner, it's a staff. That's a good point. Yeah, that's what's
1: being said, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like the shield. That
1: looks like a banner to me, not a staff.
0: So you so you're more the way in... it's
1: being presented.
0: Yeah, so you're more into the shield on this, uh, because it tells you where yes. to paint.
1: Yes, and it's textured. So like that would slap chop up nice
0: nice yes you know it was. i think I was all laughing. of the tomb king stuff Ooh. would slap up real nice
1: fuck me right yeah another right. reason why i like it <laughs> um so you know and also because it's not 3d printed uh it won't snap when you're fucking dry brushing it uh unless you've figured out a good tenacious fast blend mix which i have not um so yeah i i like i also like the uh very like the strong stylistic uh, choices in like the shape of the blades um they kind of given me some like you know arabian knights slash klingon vibes um so that's pretty cool and that flail look at that mean flail Ooh.
0: the flail is very cool
1: it's weird that these are all single-handed by skeleton arms this, this is a little weird to me that there's not a second hand on any of these weapons because it feels heavy for like a guy with no musculature to be able to wield these things
0: yeah but i would also like to follow up with again. It does look like the connection point between the weapon and the uh, the model again it could be just the way it's sliced uh, to present on screen so you could be absolutely right but it does look like it's just a flat connection between the wrist and the hand which is also excellent uh, like very cool uh, i like that a lot uh, personally i hope that that's where they go i hope they really like not like change script but like i hope they do i hope they kind of like turn around to main studio and say look people want the way these designed this way let's put it make it easier to put together um i hope that someone in the company is pushing for that angle when it comes to building the minis that would be really great uh well also i
1: mean look at how like again it's that old heads approach too right so like look at how the horse heresy kits are set up so where they have like all of those modular arm 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 stuff and weapons that you can slap onto your tactical squads and things so maybe it's a design choice to cater to you know, people who liked this style the ones who like grumble about how you can't you can't uh what's the word you can't convert things anymore because it's too hard like, yeah.
0: but i think everyone likes this style don't they like everyone wants it this way i don't think there's anyone who wants it the way they currently slice files am i wrong
1: uh there's kind of a magic to it i think and you do get the net effect of it too is like the ability to have really ridiculous and dynamic poses so i think there is something to that um but then again like there's a bad, there's bad ways to do it too. Like I don't know if you've ever assembled a Mega Knob, but a Mega Knob yes, is the I least have. dynamic. <laughs> He's the least dynamic. It's just a block uh, model. He's a block, but that block is assembled in, I think, seven or eight pieces, like yeah. for his legs and and his torso. So like, there's there's awful ways to do it, and then there's like really clever ways to do it too, like how the Scatari go together and stuff.
0: Yeah, the, way um, the sc- I like how the Scatari and Genji the Colts are interchangeable. Like the 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 main the main sculpts. That's um, neat. I'd never do that. Do you not know that?
1: Nope, didn't know that
0: yeah they're literally built to interchange with each other uh which i think well, is... isn't
1: that isn't that interesting what <laughs> that does that is... even mean man
0: <laughs> well, you could put like you can put that you can swap the heads you can swap the bodies, swap the legs swap the arms um well, which i think is when you
1: when like, you scale your when you scale your miniatures correctly uh you know that is possible uh, <laughs> so that's uh that's great i i'm really curious to see too like how close to 32 millimeter they get do they? Do they go the horse heresy route of like, thirty millimeter? <laughs> so like they don't they don't go all in on thirty two millimeter. But they they stay close, like sort of hedge towards the twenty eight millimeter scale. Because um, again, as I like to bang on about, uh, heroic scale is a uh, twenty eight millimeter body with a thirty two millimeter head and pair of hands. And these hands, they look scaled correctly to that weapon. So are they going for actual twenty eight millimeter? So you don't have gigantic heads and hands. Think of how the Cadians look now. Everyone's like, the Cadians' heads are so small." It's like, "Nope, Cadians have proper size heads for a <laughs> <laughs> or for a person of that size." Um, uh, so I'm curious to see, like, exactly where the scaling comes in, because that is one other thing about that you can differentiate too with Sigmar is like Sigmar clearly is designed on that 32 millimeter side of the scale, and that's. That's also where a lot of the 3D printers tend to tend to design is that 32 millimeter, not 28.
0: Yeah, I think I, th- I I'm hoping it comes in into 32 personally. Um, yeah, the new Horus Heresy minis have tiny heads, or or do they just have correctly sized heads? That's the question. That's the probably question. correctly
1: sized heads, because <laughs> <laughs> you got to make them fit that body, right? Like uh, yeah. Uh, so the the head, the bodies, the in Horus Heresy Marines, the, the body size came up. Uh, but the head size probably would have had to come down a little bit because the Primaris helmet, for example, is the exact same size as the, you know, 2014 uh, TAC marine size helmet. Um, it's just that they scaled the body correctly to 32 yes. millimeter.
0: Yeah, they made it make <clears throat> more sense. Um, okay, yeah. right. So then the article goes on to say, Toon Kings and Lich Priests have always carried weapons and artifacts of exquisite quality. Uh, an artifice. First up is the ornate spear with wings prote- projecting from the shaft, a feature designed to prevent an impaled victim from sliding too far down the blade. Above the spear is spiked flail, uh, decorated with a symbol of a scarab towards the bottom of the handle, a common icon in Camry a numas known as the Scarab City in particular. Uh, so that's on there. The large bladed halberd and curved kopesh are signature Ooh. weapons, each capable of slicing through armor, flesh, and bone with long mm. sweeping blows. So, uh, weapons such as these have claimed untold number of lives in the name of Satcha, the Imperishable, the Eternal gl- Glory of Nakahara. Alongside these is a ceremonial staff decorated with the skulls and bones held in the grip of a mummified hand. When the Lich Priests harness their magic to command the vast legions of the undead, their ah, bodies yeah. arcane staffs, yeah, um, to channel their macabre more uh, magic more effectively, reducing the risk of the fickle winds of magic. Uh, thanks to the Old World team uh, for being a part of the team that produced this, obviously. Uh, so, Tomb Kings versus bretonia uh, that feels like absolutely the launch box therefore also the story uh, we talked about this a little bit uh, on a previous show kind of just to cover all ground I know but do you think it's a versus situation or they're both doing they're both going to be the antagonists in slightly different plot lines
1: that's a good question I mean like they, they have again framed Think in other places, this is sort of in an era of a of of, of a of a great war against chaos. Neither of which the Bretonians or uh, Tomb Kings usually like scream out, you know, big opponents of chaos. Uh, although obviously there are examples of that. Uh, to me, this feels like a versus match um, that might be a subplot to the overarching uh, narrative, um, which is the Bretonians go on quests into the into the you know um, Camry wastes or whatever uh, with some frequency. And uh, they go tomb raiding. And they go steal relics and stuff. Um, Rapunzel line is, uh, in Warhammer 2 Total War, my f- absolute favorite campaign, um, because you invade North Africa and go kill some skeletons. Uh, it's a lot of fun.
0: Uh, well, I mean, we should... I mean, I can't, I can't wait to be a Chaos Dwarf doing a campaign in literally literally, something like 20 days. It's all over. It's R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Bye-bye, Rob. Bye-bye, yeah, exactly. Rob. Yeah, yeah. Like two weeks later in a coma um, <laughs> <laughs> you just come to yeah <laughs> uh, a previous article says Cetric invading the lands he used uh, to own in Bretonnia and the Empire uh, there we go thanks Gilthos, in the chat so it sounds like um, I quite like that idea because they're quite opposed in many ways uh, like, like they're odd they're odd fighting buddies like they're odd they're odd at war they're, it's something new which is quite fun versus you know your empire versus or your or your dwarves versus orcs and goblins you like that's kind of fun so this is a nice bit of grounding of uh, when I used to play um, Warhammer Fantasy Battle in 8th edition these were two of the least popular armies uh, Tomb Kings weren't very good um, or they didn't see a lot of play generally and also uh, bretonia weren't very good and didn't see a lot of play so these were two of the rarer armies that i would never actually ever get to play against sure um so actually pretty excited for these being the launch two launch armies uh, they're also so,
1: the only only two armies that didn't make the transition
0: yes i mean that's why it feels so obvious to this to be the first out of the bat like yeah. and then uh i guess leaning on from that like ha, like if you were if it was you you get given the reins to the, the keys to the castle uh what's the second army the third army so these two they get books. They get their codexes, their battle armies, their battle books, whatever that looks like. Um, I assume we'll launch with like an index system, and then yeah. uh, from that point on, we'll we'll end up getting codexes and battle uh, army books. What Hopefully, would your... we
1: get yeah. I hope we get one of these every now and again. That's All what right. that's what I'm hoping.
0: For. Me too. What would be your third army? I know what mine would be, but what? Would, and chat. Same question. What would your third army be? If you were like, if you were them, what would you what are you bring into the fore? I think oh, it's I a, would I think it's an obvious answer, but
1: to me you keep mining things that haven't been touched by OS so i would say they swing to like Telea or like dogs of war or some shit they go right they just keep going to the mat with with nostalgic choices i mean there and there's there's also like functional choices that they have to do such as empire seems obvious
0: i think um, i think um, that, that would be that's me i'm like empire third book no no question but like i don't know if that's the case but it would just be like cool establish the scene and then just give us the humans like, that's what AJ Sigmar's missed. Age of Sigmar's missed a trick for like six years by not just having the humans.
1: Yeah, well, maybe that's why Brett's are are out of the gate like that, right? Um, but like if. Yeah, if, if if so like the things that remain in AOS maybe suggest to me what are going to get redone. So like if dark elves and dwarves are are staying in AOS, those kids stay current, that says to me that you know your empire, your high elves, and your wood elves are getting a retool. Elves, elves, and humans have, would be the. Uh, I would, you're right. Uh, elves or humans would be the thing that
0: happens next. I feel like the humans is like the immediate like backstory. You get the humans on the board. You get the civil war. You let the humans happen. That feels like because yeah. the, and then and then probably dwarves. I know you're fleshing out a lot of like, there's no chaos there in that example, but you're fleshing out a lot of like, just the people, uh, like, you know, kind of the side of good, but it feels like that's an obvious one. But then I'm, I agree with you. I think if you want big money, uh, you know, then Kislev comes out, then Cathay comes out. But I think that that's further down the line. I feel like they give us, like, I mean, it's kind of interesting, like, it's really weird. It's, it's actually such an amazingly fascinating release because you're really start, because you're starting with, you're relaunching something that's existed for such a long time. Like you've got an established setting in which to kind of grow into that setting, and those choices are pretty wild. In fact, two kings and and Bretonians are actually pretty wild first choice.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I, I would, I would, <laughs> I would say so. Uh, neither of them are Space Marines in any obvious way. Um, and, you know, like, so, you know, like, uh, uh, and for something that's purportedly about, or in the era of the great war against chaos, you would think that you maybe see some space Marines of fantasy, which are the chaos warriors. Um, so like, you know, again, maybe they, they went with these because they're, there's something that are not available. Um, right. So like, what does this Games is always going to prioritize new kits because new new kits is new business for them. Whenever they release new stuff, I think that's usually that's where they make the best margins. Uh, New rules corresponding with old kits also can reinvigorate even shitty old models Uh, reference salamanders uh, and any number of uh, things over the years in 40 K. So like, but in general new kits are what sells, right? So like new stuff is what they put their efforts behind. Um, they're going to have to probably we don't know this but like they probably will have to have some degree of old stuff come out but the intention to replace them all must be there i would think
0: yeah i wonder if they do though i wonder if they just be like sit on your minis Like if you got the minis you good. if not like we're not providing them interesting point about what you've said maybe they'll do a massive me to order kind of purchase uh some of the chat reckons that they've uh, they've cracked it uh brett's and tomb kings empire and then orcs and goblins feels like orcs and goblins a big sell
1: orcs and goblins were very early out of the gate oh 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 oh. we can just go to what they've already shown us they've shown us bretonians tomb kings orcs and goblins and empire that was in their their uh oh, in their the illustrations art that's true yes. yeah that's true So actually that's probably a pretty good indicator right there um uh, orcs and goblins, almost that entire range has run off. Like So um, they've obviously redone goblins as Gloomspite um, in a big way. A lot of those things will translate very well into the old world. Um, but as far as just, like, orcs are concerned, uh, they haven't touched them in a long time. So, yeah, that would make sense. Greenskins were the first book, I think, of 8th edition, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think... Uh, I that, think book, or-
1: that, book, what, that But Tomb Kings and Greenskins, actually, were either one... Actually, it may have been Tomb Kings and Greenskins... Uh, something like that. But uh, they were pretty early in the lineup. Um, but I think, I feel like, I feel like we know that there's Kislev and Cathay out there, right? Um yes. And those those don't feel like opponents. Um, but those feel like things that they would want to do. Because everything else kind of does double shift work, right? Everything else isn't unique. So they've, they've launched unique armies here. They've got the Tomb Kings and the Bretonians. They don't exist in any other system. So what other things don't exist in AOS that they could focus their releases on? And I think that's that to me is what my gut would be. Uh, and then the AOS stuff will release as AOS and be able to in a in a sane world would we'll be able to do double duty. So that's it. those seraphons, they can do double duty so we don't have to like focus a big release on them.
0: Yeah, Empire is an interesting one because like that like Empire like and Cities of Sigmar being released at the same in the same wow. maybe year long window is yeah. pretty wild um so they will have to identify but then but then ultimately i think what's quite kind of cool is um uh maybe they're helping design maybe they're helping inform each other like we don't know uh, and especially as we're going back in time i like the the human civil war idea like angle that we talked about the other week i love that idea i love that like i'm definitely going to like nerd out and pick a city state after i've read a lot of lore about it like like okay this is these are null no is for me uh, although that won't be known. Lame. Um, they're
1: they're also putting themselves in a situation where when they don't normally do this anymore, where they have rules but no kits, and that what that does is it gives other producers the opportunity to fill those gaps.
0: I don't think they're ever doing that again. Do you
1: think they have to? How else? How else are they going to do this? How else are they doing this? Because so either they have rules, and they and they bring back the kits that correspond with all of those rules right like that would be one thing uh or they have only rules for stuff that they have new kits for i don't know neither of those seem to work for me so like i feel like the indexes have to account for everything that's existed before and therefore there will be rules for things that don't have kits maybe
0: i don't know i reckon they're just going to just like if if they don't have the miniatures to sell it's not getting a rule my opinion
1: well that's all of that's a good chunk of fantasy,
0: I know like I just that's 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 what I think like I think that they'll they oh maybe you're right, maybe they'll provide rules, maybe I don't know like um that's quite interesting like I'm not sure like, it feels weird to give like outside producers the opportunity to have um uh rob they make rules for movies in the US. are there like very few uh, or very few anymore um and in fact actually. Uh, yeah, I guess like they have holdover rules, but I think they're generally getting away from it. But um, that would be that would be an odd. If I was in charge of that department, that was not something that I would let fly. But I'd just be like, don't do that. Like, trim it down.
1: Gw, I mean, as cocky as they are about it, when they do release official models, it's rare that there's a third party one that that holds up. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I don't. Agree people with love. That. Well, no, that's that's you specifically, but people love official. You know what I mean? like people love official and that'll be interesting too because this this group the people who still give a shit about the old world are have as time has gone on and things have been harder and harder to replace have drifted further and further away from official sculpts and really embrace 3d printing and like you know the kings of war stuff and you know all of the like traditional miniature makers out there that offer alternatives um so it will be curious to see like do people rush back to the fold or you know do they use their old stuff are they excited to buy new things um it'll be be really interesting to see how it all gets handled
0: yeah i agree perfect perfect way to wrap up the show we get we only a quick one this week i'm afraid chat uh and then next week we'll be back for just the most insane deep dive of chaos dwarfs you may have ever seen maybe gotta do some work oh boy oh boy oh boy uh a quick tldr Val. they're the coolest dwarfs because they just don't listen to the man right
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh now, if, if if I might be wrong about this, but they seem like industrial slavers, um. So you know, I think they are the man.
0: Uh, excuse me, industry it makes a slave of us all. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Specifically, the people who work for the the chaos dwarfs, but also yes, all of us.
0: In, I think in uh I think in total war they've been described as laborers. Labor. they yeah, laborers. They've yeah. intentionally ignored the word, or it's a bit of like a satirical punch of um. At labor in, in society now by the total, by Creative Assembly. They're I think the in... Dark
1: Elves have slaves in, in Total War. They
0: do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. So maybe they're going to move away from that in the old world and they will become laborers.
1: <sighs> Who knows, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Square Bast!
1: Square Bast!
0: <laughs> Square Bast!
1: Don't, right. don't let the bourgeois Chaos Dwarves get you down.
0: Uh, have you got any shout-outs for this week?
1: Any shout-outs for this week? Uh, the guys over at the Elector Counts, uh, I, the guy named, named Renee has led. Uh, I've rarely ever seen like a defunct podcast actually make a full comeback, and this one has been. Uh, and he the, he's must be manic or something because he's just releasing so much shit with Australians just talking nonsense about fantasy. So if you're interested in Eighth Edition, they're really excited about Warhammer Armies Project. If you if you're still thirsty for stuff, they did four. Probably like five hours on Tomb King specifically. Um, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so like, they're into it. Uh, and that's 8th edition Tomb Kings. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's fun listening to them yammer on. So if you're if you're thirsty for fantasy content, as I am always, uh, and you can't just hang out with Rob every week uh, to, to, to scratch that itch, Electric Count's pretty cool.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you. Uh, chat, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, everyone. If you are watching this, please do like, subscribe, hashtag SquareBast.